0: This show is brought to you by Vemidoc. Stay connected. Stay healthy. So different format for the uh, Maspons MD show today. uh, Here with Dr. Aldo Maspons. For those of you that don't know, um, the producer coming out of like the back room where you have me shoved in and uh, just producing (laughs) in the back. back. (laughs) And we're actually going to have a conversation today with you about your start. And I think it's a conversation that's this, this is something that was definitely in the works for a while, and I think we we need to have it in terms of what was it like? Uh, what were your influences? So so let's take like a, a deep dive into it and see. It was, so so what? How did you come up? I mean, what were the big influences? What's the story? How does it all begin?
1: You know, you know, man. Well, thanks thanks for coming out. Uh, it's great being with you here in person. Yeah. Love uh, it. And. I, I was reminded of a story, so I, I, I walked in, so I'm a pediatric gastroenterologist, I walked in to uh, open the door, and, and I hear this once a week, at least, and people say, you're the doctor? <laughs> and I don't know. <laughs> I, yeah, in, in, uh, and it's like, so what do people think? What does the doctor look like? Right, and that's kind of like really important for people, like, people have in their mind, an old guy. guy I have glasses. I mean, you know, I often wear this jersey. I have like I'm wearing a soccer jersey. this is my, my, my clinic name on there. Maspons Pediatric Castro So I don't know what it is. Yeah. And and so like I I have this thing where when I was I, I didn't always want to be a doctor. Before I wanted to be a doctor. I wanted to be a breaker, break dance <laughs> I wanted to. I don't know if I ever wanted to be a rapper because I was never really good at rapping, but for sure I wanted to be a, a break dancer. And I don't know, you could do it professionally. And I, you know, I thought maybe you know, I want to be a break dancer. And I remember my tia telling me one time, because like, I I was in third grade. Maybe if I don't remember this. You know, but I was in third grade. And I would spin on, I love spinning on my head. It was like my thing. And my tia walks into the I just finished like doing a performance prefer- breakdance for my for my family. And Mi tía walks into the room. She's like, Did you hear? Oh, no, tía, ¿qué pasó? Ahora la policía no permiten bailar breakdancing <laughs> <laughs> en las afueras y nada más. Afuera, así nomás. En la calle. This? Tía Nora, Tía Nora was like, ¿Cómo? ¿Illegal? It is illegal to, to breakdance. <laughs> and I was like, well, well, pues, ¿Qué me va a pasar? Te van a meter el bote. <laughs> my last break dance and that was it that's uh how I guess I didn't love it that much if it was it was that easy to give up on my break dance stream but but so so anyway so I l- really love I love uh, rap music I love rap music I love graffiti I love it all I love hip-hop I'm like a hip-hop doctor and I was thinking about so I was uh, so I, I was driving today I was driving in from out of town and and on that drive I was into a podcast with uh, rizza and Rick Rubin a lot of people don't know who Rick Rubin is um, Rick Rubin is the found, well, co-founder of Def Jam with Russell Simmons, and he I think his probably like most famous albums that he that he um, produced was 99 Problems, Jay Z 99 Problems, and like and yeah, and then um, <laughs> uh, and the Red Hot Chili Peppers this is kind of like the more mainstream albums that, that he produced. Yeah. Anyways, they were talking about like influences, and they were like they grew up. Like, these guys are, like, in their... I Kruben's a little older. He might be, like, late 50s or 60s. And RZA is, like, maybe late 40s, I guess. Yeah. yeah. But that's my, kind of, I'm 42. And I'm kind of, like, I grew up with rap music. It's just kind of just been, like, I just remember... I remember going in, I think I was, like, five years old. And my mom dropped me off with my sister. My sister's older than me and she dropped the two of us off at Roller King. Yeah. And and I remember being there at Roller King, there on the east side. So for all the people in El you know, Paso one uh, off of Isla del Sol. And my sister was like, you know, the, light, the lights went down, they're like dimming, and everybody knew it was like something was about to happen. And it was my sister had been there before, that was my first time there at Roller King. And they started playing Africa Bambada, looking for the perfect beat. I wanna look up this song right now. And I my sister's like, wait here, Aldo. And so I was waiting on the sides and she rushes to the to the roller skating rink and everybody was starting forming circles because all these people were breakdancing. And I was like, What? What's going on? I need to go. Cause This song just kind of hit me. And I stepped onto the roller skating rink. And it was like doom 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 doom. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) There it is. (laughs) And it was just like, and I see these guys break dancing. And it was like, it just changed my life. I got goosebumps on my head. I was like, oh my God. And and at that moment, when I heard that song, like, I just fell in love. It was like this thing I had never heard before. And I just knew I wanted to be a part of, like, that I don't know, like break dancing and music, and I was just so hungry to listen to that stuff all the time.
0: So, how old were you? Around? I was
1: five. I, 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 for sure know I was five because, uh, so I would start break dancing. I was part of a crew. Uh, our crew was uh, somehow I got like, uh, so I, I jumped in. I didn't know I'd never break dance before in my life. Yeah. And that day, I was just I, I spent like you know ten minutes watching some kids break dance. I was like, I could do that. So I just started break dancing. And I remember this kid comes up to me because it was like circles, right? They form little circles and start break dancing. And some kid comes up to me. He's like, was that a diss? <laughs> I had never heard the word diss before. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a diss. Um, and I just kept dancing. And then I got asked to be part of some like crew. So we like, we we're like the atomic rock. um, The electric shock was the other. We like, we like form like three or four different like. Dance cruise,
0: and so what were you what, what, what were the songs that like influenced you at that point oh man so it's africa bombada i think he had like
1: they had like two it's like looking for the perfect beat and then um uh there it is dun, 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 dun. looking for the perfect beat africa bombada so that one for sure that one just like the best yeah um and then and then there was another song that I really loved, which was um, It's Just Begun by uh, the Jimmy Castor Bunch, um, which like would drive me bananas every time I heard that song. And it was hard to get music because we're in El Paso. Right? This is like... 19- I, I, so, well, I was playing up first sure. I remember I was in kindergarten because... There it is. Yep. I, I, I remember breakdancing for my kindergarten teacher. She had asked me... Oh, I don't know how she knew I break dance, but I was. She asked me, "Can you can you break dance for us?" It was like you know, it was so novel. Right? Yeah, but this is I don't know what year is it? like nineteen eighty three or something. Or uh, yeah, this is early. I
0: mean, you're talking about was, how old were you? again? I was I was five.
1: Five. So it's like 1983 it It's gotta be 83, 84, eighty three, eighty four. Yeah, eighty four. And so like you know, was, everything was so breakdance is so new, right? Rap music is from the seventies. Yeah, you know, always there's like other. It goes back a little bit later, but like the real like. Stuff that we know now can be traced back like 70s. And so breakdancing was so new and I was breakdancing. And I remember I did all my like disc moves because that's the only <laughs> thing I knew how to do in front of my kindergarten teacher. And I remember her eyes getting really big because of the moves I was doing in the good like in uh, like her eyes got really big, like in a, in a shocked way, the little kid was doing these moves. <laughs> but uh, um so so for sure, I remember it was, it was in kindergarten. And then we, you know, we had cousins who lived in who lived in the Bay Area in California. And I was always asking my cousin, like, hey man, bring me some tapes. Whatever you got. Like, can you where can I buy this? And and I remember going to um Sound Warehouse. And like they didn't even have categories for this music. And I remember they had like rock and jazz or whatever. But then you go and there was like there was no rap section at that time. Nothing. I, I, I mean nothing like that. No, it was at it all. was so fresh. And so, anyway, so like, you, you know, these like fast forward and this kind of thing just becomes part of my life. It's like rap music is like, I love it.
0: So, for the record, it was Roller King in the 915 that got you yes. into rap and hip hop and B Boy <laughs> yeah. Dancing yeah, and all for this. Sure.
1: And then somehow, like, my cousin, my cousins in the Bay Area were also like, we independently, we were just all into this. And and I and would well, also yeah, for sure, El Paso got me <laughs> into break dance and rap music. Um, and then in the summers, I would go go live in the summers in, in the Bay Area with my cousins and my tia and my tío. And and we would we would I remember we'd go to a park to go break dance. Yeah. And uh, and go play basketball it was like our thing, like go play basketball and go break um uh, breakdance. But my tia would come out of the house and she was like Y el carton? No pueden bailar sin el (laughs) cartón. So we'd have to like walk around with our like cardboard. Our remember we set up with all the cardboard boxes and stuff. So we would like tape it up and like no no aquí está
0: (laughs) tía. Ready to go,
1: (laughs) anytime. Yeah, man. So so no. So so like I think so basketball, rap music, break dancing. We would draw. We would draw graffiti on, on paper. Um. Um. And then watching, so everything was just so fresh. I was so like, fresh it was such a like 80s word. It was just so new. And then I don't know if you remember this, but um, there, there was Kung Fu Theater Saturday mornings, also in El Paso, um, Saturday mornings. And that one blew my mind. I think like, so all these things were just like rap music, breakdance, Kung Fu Theater, White Lotus, uh, Five Deadly Venoms, <laughs> all these things. And then in, in in the Bay Area, we we watch I can't remember whatever the the public channel public channel was, but they had Godzilla, um, and so that's how I got really into Godzilla, and they had um, Gumby for whatever. Reason. Oh my God! It was like Godzilla and Gumby. So so yeah. So I, you know, I think that this this rap music kind of just kind of followed along, and and I just would that's all I listened to growing up, and and I and then. Basketball became really big. Right? It was like this whole cultural thing. Like Magic Johnson was my favorite player, Lakers. Then Jordan came in, and we had the Jordan shoes. And it was just everything was just so like I was just immersed in the in the culture of like rap and basketball. And 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 I remember at this time it was like fifth grade or whatever. I remember at that time making decisions like I want to be a doctor because my because my grandma or right? my that got sick and and she had a GI disease, gallbladder cancer. And that kind of inspired me. She was like my mom. She she raised me essentially, and and it was that where I remember thinking, I want to be, I want to be the kind of doctor little kids look at and they're like, oh, that guy's that guy's dope. That's a dope doctor. <laughs> that that doctor's fresh. El
0: que guachaba
1: So and then I was like, man, I'm just gonna wa- I'm gonna wear Jordans. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Gumby. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and his friend, Pokey. Yeah. Oh, that is so, so awesome. So we used to draw, so my cousin and I used to draw, um, we used to draw Gumby. So all I would draw was just California stuff. Was, I had this obsession with California. And I would draw Gumby with a surfboard going over uh, the Golden Gate Bridge. And then, <laughs> and then like Godzilla coming out trying to eat Gumby. <laughs> trying to eat Gumby. Um, Godzilla. But yeah so, yeah, so I would, I would just, I wanted to be that kind of doctor where I was, you know, I was wearing Jordans or I was wearing Pumas with fat shoelaces and scrubs. And that's how I pictured, that's how I pictured me to be in the future. So this is like me at 10 or 12 or something. But first I was going to play in the NBA. Like that was the goal. I was like, I'm going to be an NBA player. I was signing, I was signing autographs, just not because people ask me to just to sign autographs because I would just tell people I'm going to be famous one day. Let me sign that piece of paper. <laughs> you if, wanted to be, you wanted to be announced by Marv Albert. I wanted to be announced. I wanted to, I wanted to play for the Lakers. Uh, there it is, man. I just wanted. I I love playing basketball. I just, I loved it. Um, I was, I was okay. I, I was an okay player. Um, so St. Pius, I played ball at St. Pius. We, we won a lot of games. We had, to, you know, our, Arch nemesis uh, St. Joe's for all you St. Saint Joe's, Joe's dude. Uh, Eagles or whatever whatever your name is. We <laughs> <laughs> beat you. We would win. We would win often. Um, no, but it was great. Great rivalries. Uh, coach T was, a, was the basketball coach, and um, I remember at, at St. Joe's we had a lot of great great times. It was like the the, the golden age of Catholic schools. I think eighties and
0: The golden age. Was it? I I don't know. Maybe.
1: I don't don't know. Maybe it was like the beginning of the end or something. (laughs) We'll go
0: with, we'll go with the golden age, (laughs) but yeah, I mean, the the nineties was, was, I think the nineties was the pinnacle of a lot of this stuff. The the pinnacle of the NBA. I think we're talking a little bit about basketball. Yeah, I mean, it was like, you had all the greats, the beginning of the dream team. That's right. Uh, You had all these influence. Okay, so basketball, rap. What what were the
1: Magic Johnson? I mean, just think about like how crazy. I mean this one of the saddest days of my life was when Magic Johnson got on the on his on the press conference. So like let me just tell you how how much I love Magic Johnson. So my first basketball memory, I was watching television with Abuelito and the first the, my first game that i remember watching on television with him was um Celtics Lakers championship Magic Johnson catching the ball going across the 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 paint with a baby sky hook and game winner and i was like this guy so cool so wow. awesome i love magic johnson yeah. and ever since then it was just like i'm all about magic johnson and and so then you know fast Flash forward to the, I don't know, I was in fifth grade and Madge Johnson, um, at the height of his career, is like, I have AIDS. And we had just heard, like, this is, like, very timely with COVID and everything happening. It, it was, um, we had heard stories about AIDS right before. I, I mean, you remember this, like, you yeah. AIDS, AIDS, AIDS. is so scary. And people are, like, people are dying. And, you know, obviously it was, like, we look back and how, what a what a horrible time in in medicine and just caring for patients and everybody was so scared, so scared of of HIV. Nobody knew how do you get it. Right? It was and and I remember um, I don't know if this was like a local story in El Paso or this is like a, a national thing, but I remember an ophthalmologist. Attained, uh, oh man, I will have to retire from the Lakers. I mean, I was crying Today. so much. The I came, I One we, we world saw world it at school, we, we saw a conference at school, <laughs> because we, we weren't <laughs> learning, we were, like, watching television. <laughs> what like, is this? <laughs> yeah, major news.
0: I think you and I both, I think you and I both were crying. Dude, I mean, it was
1: so sad, and and so, you know, saying, like, doc- there's all these stories of doctors, like, refusing services to to patients because they had AIDS, or they thought they had AIDS. nobody knew. Yeah. And, and, you know, the, this is like very, I, I, I just remember like my feeling as a little kid being like afraid of how AIDS was contracted. And then now as a physician, I, I when we were her- first hearing about COVID, I felt the same way. It was like this, this fear of like, how, how am I going to, I, I had a good cry with my wife about, I know we're kind of jumping around all over the place, but I I mean, I just, I remember feeling the same way. I was a 40 year old doctor and being like, I might die. And, and it's like, uh, so we know we had to go through all these like steps of preparing the, you know, like she might die. I might die. It's the way it's going to be. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) One of those things. But so anyways, you know, like, so, so I, I love Magic Johnson and I can't remember what we're talking about. Like,
0: we're talking about all your influences. So we're, we're basketball. We've, we've got basketball, rap, break dancing. Uh, those seem to be the most formative things that happen. But, but, but in the, in the lead up to it all, when you were, when you were just growing up, I mean, this, this seems to be like the, the things you gravitated towards but was there an inside voice like an inside dialogue other than like rapping up what was what was the inside what was the inner dialogue in in your mind what was going on at the time you know it, it's always been your, your family advice.
1: i want to be better I, you know like whatever it was i just wanted to be better like it, it was um it, it was uh, i like i really i really think that um I really think my trips to California with my Tia really helped me a lot. Just like there's more out there. There's more. There's more. And we were, you know, we grew up in Lower Valley. I grew up in Quares and went to Lower Valley and then the east side. Um very little bit of Quarez. But there was always like, what else? What else? And so we did um I it's I mean, it's just it's always been kind of a part of of my outlook. There's got to be something else out there. Something more. Something more. It, this can be it. The, the, did the that world's got to be bigger than Lower Valley.
0: So did that come from your mom? <laughs> or did that come from your dad? Or did that come from your grandparents? I mean, where, where did that...
1: That came from... So we we're just... We we're workers. So I think, like, my mom... So I was raised by my mom and my mom's side of the family. My abuelita and my grandpa. And we're just, like... All I saw was... It was my mom's single mom. And it was hard work. And we're just like we're doing it because we're we're gonna do more, not more work. We're doing more work so you can do more things with your life. What those more things were, I don't think we had. A, we I don't think we really had a notion of like. It, it's pretty tough to imagine. Um, back then, with like twenty people in the house, for <laughs> many of us <laughs> lived in, with my grandma. Um, it was pretty tough to imagine where we're at now there's no way there is absolutely no way i could have i mean i, I thought it like i want to be a doctor yeah mm. it's just so abstract you know like just yeah. a lot of stuff happened in between and and to to I, i'm i'm grateful every day for the life i have and the experience i've had no matter how tough things were in the past great experiences and i wouldn't have traded anything for for anything
0: so one of the one of the stories you've told me i think it's kind of odd that you've left it out but w- what about what about like the influence of soccer you're wearing a soccer jersey I right know, now. I you, know. left it, you left out <laughs> soccer I like
1: that completely yeah so so interestingly um that is that is pretty crazy i remember i remember my my grandma on on my dad's side asking me if i wanted to play soccer This is like kind of a random place. And in my mind, I pictured, because she's like, and she already had a team, it was a Supersonics. So I played with Supersonics. And and, uh, I remember thinking, dude, there's going to be thousands of people watching me play tomorrow. (laughs) And and like, what am I going to wear? (laughs) <laughs> I, I, I thought i was gonna play in a big stadium yeah i was very disappointed when she took me to album park <laughs> <laughs> you wanted to be like cristiano ronaldo yeah. right there i mean at the time it was like my you know it was hugo, hugo uh, sanchez hugo sanchez pele. hugo sanchez pele pele is like my favorite player. Maradona. dude you know but hey you know i was had. The, i never really liked you don't was, like You know, because he was a prima donna <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it was pele for me it was it was Hugo Sánchez Pele. And Hugo Sánchez mostly because he came out on Colgate commercials. La right? Chilenita. <laughs> yeah, with a big hair. Yeah. This huge, huge hair. And and so, yeah, I mean, I guess I, I wanted to be, so I wanted to be a soccer star. I guess I always wanted to be like a star at something. You know, like a star. Yeah. Um. But I w- I, when I was good, I was good at soccer. And I think I, w- I went to, so I played with Supersonics. Sonics. I think we did really well, actually. We were like one state. Um, I was little was like eight nine years old I think we, we played a lot of tournaments we we got to travel a lot because of soccer yeah. we got to go to LA we played at some tournaments in LA we played tournaments in Albuquerque played tournaments in San Antonio in uh, um, Midland I don't know if we ever went to Houston or not but but we traveled I, you know, I, was, I was lucky enough to be able to travel because of soccer and I was a solid player but I definitely wasn't the stud of the team for sure there was some like great guys who you know I don't not sure how how far they took their soccer careers, but, um. But I remember playing. So that was, I think, like the Paso del Norte soccer league, and then when, when I moved back with my with my grandma, we played with um, and we played in Central. So, but definitely, there was a definitely a decrease in quality with the with a new with a new league. That was a star there. I was scoring like nine goals a game or something. <laughs> nine goals a game. <laughs> it was it was pretty nuts. <laughs> nuts. How old were you? Uh, like nine, ten, probably. Okay. Uh, nine, ten, nine, ten, eleven. And I was like, yeah, I was a scoring machine, and it just felt cheap. <laughs> it just, <laughs> you know, because I knew that there was like players who were like significantly better than I was. Yeah. Here I was like beating up on on players who probably never played soccer before. You I know, I like. it was rough for those other guys but but yeah no and then and then but once I found what and I and I don't know how I how it was I started playing basketball it was as it was a St. Pius and it was probably a PE or something I guess you know and I just I like just picked it up quickly I guess and and it was like one thing I could score a lot at basketball and I just kind of liked it It it's like because like I was like definitely
0: so soccer started it and then it kind of went into basketball
1: yeah it got it faded out man. soccer i mean like so i still try to play soccer now as an adult and i in basketball i still play now and i still have a lot of fun i talk trash with everybody and it's it's just fun i try not to play with younger guys because younger guys try to like get in fights i don't want to get in fights with everybody um i just want to ball i love to ball but yeah so, i do do more soccer like i love the soccer
0: style because so there you have it the first part. Of the come-up story yes. it's been fun man uh we're gonna put a pause on that for now and uh we'll, we'll bring it back we'll bring it back for the second episode as we continue to discuss the story of how it all got started we thank you for tuning in and we'll catch you next time on my sponsor md show this podcast is brought to you by vemi doc stay connected stay healthy VemiDoc is a bilingual patient management app that helps doctors Help their patients even before they need to make an appointment. This episode was recorded live on location at Maspons Pediatric Gastro in El Paso, Texas. We hope to catch you on the next episode. We release brand new material every Wednesday during season two of the Maspons MD Podcast. The podcast is produced by BeNext Global. The chief storytellers. Araldo Masponce, MD, and Hector H. Lopez. Our music is by Giovanni Garcia and David Cutter. We'll see you next time on the Masponce MD show.